cliche. This is Ife, and with me I have my smart, brilliant, wonderful co-hosts. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey everyone, this is Amayo. Hi everyone, this is Ifeyoa. And hey, this is Onyeka, aka Yeka O. And we have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us. And I think we're we're killing it with our guests lately. We've been having we've been having guests mm-hmm. lately. And um I have with me Imriel. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome Hello. everyone. Thank you for having me. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself and tell people what you do, where they can find you? Um sure. Uh so I have a podcast called Melanin Millennials. So I'm one half of the Melanin Millennials. I'm also a content marketer by day. Yeah, I kind of help run a podcast network that I helped co-found. So kind of a lot of different things Mm. (laughs) at once. But yeah, that's what I do. And oh, you can find me on Twitter at Emmy Morgan. Nice. Awesome sauce. So how did everyone's week go? I know we just had a trying episode, a trying like hour. (laughs) The past hour was trying for all of us collectively because it was a struggle to get on the air. But how did your week go otherwise? Um, So this is Amayo. Uh, My week was pretty basic. Um, Nothing new has happened. Well, except I've been cast away to Kedja, so I'm working on the mainland um, side of Lagos, which is not bad at all. I actually like being in the mainland. It's just a journey from where I live. But I mean, other than that, life is cool. Are you reading, watching anything that you want to share? or I am listening to Rihanna's new album. <laughs> I don't like Rihanna. <laughs> I don't like her particularly. <laughs> I think this is the first album that I actually like, which is a big, although I'm very convinced that she did not sing half of those songs, but hey, oh I don't prove anything, so. Wow, the shame. So the the that yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's it was awesome. a compliment to the shame. Look <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Okay. This is. Ifeyua, and I've had quite a very busy week. Um, I work in a neuroscience research lab, and I'm also, I'm like a lab manager, but I also have like my own project that I'm running. And it's been a good week, and on Friday, one of my undergrads couldn't find one of her rats, and no. I don't even know if I should be sharing this on the <laughs> Maybe but, not. Like, she can Maybe not, but she couldn't find one of her rats, and then we found that like somebody mistakenly did a terminal surgery on her project oh, rat. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it was, so that was like a very nice way to wrap up my week, and I was like, "Great, now oh, we wow. know what." Yeah, so that was yeah, that was quite unfortunate. I was just very glad it wasn't one of my rats because I'm pretty sure I would have killed somebody. <laughs> 
<laughs> like was she done but, with the experiment? No, she wasn't done. It was part of her thesis. Oh. Like one of her rights <gasps> for her thesis experiments. Oh, no. Damn. Yeah. But um I mean I don't think her data so far has been like really like it's not publishable stuff, but it's still like like she's been working on the rat with the rat for a while. My goodness. Yeah, but a happy note. <laughs> um I am watching non-stop Game of Thrones. Like, I, like my brother warned me. He's like, you need to pace yourself. And I'm like, sure. I'm on <laughs> season three, episode seven. It's, I just, I just can't. I need to find out what happens. And that's been controlling my whole life. Um, and then this past week, I just finished a book called Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng. I think that's how I say her last name. Um, and it's just a wonderful novel about the death of a young girl and how her family deals with it. Her family's like Chinese American and just did that. Like there's just so many themes that the author explores and it's just a beautiful, sad, uh, but great novel. Yeah. So that's me. So this is Onyeka and it seems like everyone has had somewhat of an eventful week or thereabout. I, on the other hand, not really. Um, I've just been cooped up in lab trying to, you know, get experiments to work. Which it doesn't seem like, you know, they're uh, in my favor right now. But, you know, that's okay. That's science. You just you just move on. Um, <laughs> so that happened. But Friday, though, we had um, this event on, camp- on campus called Golden Goggles. And it was like a science, um, what do you call it? What would you call it? Like a little fun fair, but it was like um, we had different teams with different challenges. And I realized how much of psychology I do not know. Um, but you know, that's okay. I also realized that I'm really good at guessing. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's me. That's my week. Uh, this is Ife. So my week has been pretty rough in the sense that I just got back from New York. So I've been traveling quite a bit this past couple of weeks. So jet lag, I'm, I feel like I'm always in a constant state of jet lag. Other than that, I had a pretty good time in New York. We had a company party, and those are always fun. So that was cool. Then what I'm reading this week, I'm reading a book called Loving Day by Matt Johnson. And it's a really interesting book with a perspective I've never read before. So it's a book about mixed-race people in America. So the protagonist is a mixed-race man. He's pretty pale, so he looks like white. He looks white, but he identifies as black and the tension between those identities, the identity that people see you as Mm -hmm. versus how you identify and all of those conflicting things. So it's it's really interesting and it's a really funny novel. It can be funny. So I highly recommend. Imriel, how has your week been? Um... It's not been that eventful because I've been off work for a few weeks and I've actually just been Netflixing and chilling. So, <laughs> I have actually, uh, I'm like binge watching Charmed right now. St- started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I discovered that was on Netflix. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, I thought I would uh, recreate like my teenage angst for TV. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually done that much at all. <laughs> I'm not reading anything, been Netflixing. Um, okay. 
been researching stuff for our podcast, which we recorded today or earlier today. So it was kind of an intense day of recording. And now I'm recording again. Thank you for doing this one more time today. Yeah. (laughs) So our episode for this week, it's Black History Month in the US anyway. And I think think British Black History Month is in October. Yeah. So when you actually asked me to come and speak about Black History Month, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Too early. (laughs) It's not October. So I was like, I have nothing. To, to add to this <laughs> of course you but did. i came anyway <laughs> so it's black history month in america and um i don't know why we've made america the center of the world but it hmm. kind of feels that way so let's just let's just roll with it let's roll with it so i want to play a word association game with you guys and tell me the first thing the first couple of things you think of when you hear certain words. Okay, so we're going to go in the same order we introduced ourselves, yeah? I'm not ready. <laughs> That's why it's word association. You're not supposed to be ready. So tell me what you think of when you hear the word black. Hair. So. Color. People. What of history? Black. Old. Old. Not hot. <laughs> Boring. I don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah. What of the word blackness? Mm. Me. Depths. Anti. For some reason, I'm thinking about my shame moisture condition. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I just did condition my hair for the first time in months. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking my answer is supposed to be something serious, like Martin Luther King. I think that's good. I think that's good. But I'm thinking of my Shea Moisture. Yeah, that's valid. That hey, we gotta stay moisturized now. Gotta. So that's valid. Okay. What of the word diaspora? Hmm. Wide. Outside Africa. (laughs) Well, that's African diaspora. So outside Mm -hmm. of wherever you're born. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll think that too. Yeah, I'm thinking you guys are cheating now. It's the first thing that comes to you. Uh, we just did. Sorry. <laughs> um, I guess I think of African diaspora. So okay, Africa. <laughs> okay, ancestry. What do you think of when you think of the word ancestry? Village. 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 Uh, it's not a Igbo. It's Igbo. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Igbo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think DNA. So <laughs> I I feel like. I wanted this game to be a little more fun than it was. <laughs> you people were overthinking Oops. it and you spoiled my game. So thanks, guys. We apologize. <laughs> we love you, though. So thoughts on Black History Month. What do you think about it? What was your first encounter with it? What do you think, Oyeka? Okay, so I'm going to make sure I'm not Stacy Dash today. Um, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> Um, so first encounter with Black History Month was definitely my freshman year of college. That was definitely my first exposure to it. What do I think about it? I think Black History Month is necessary until it becomes mainstream. So until Black culture, Black history, um, because Black culture and Black history is American culture and American history. And until that becomes um, part of what's being taught in school um, throughout the rest of the year, except from February, um, and until it's represented in media and all that stuff, then I think it's important and it's necessary. But until then, yeah. Okay. If anyone. Um, thoughts on Black History Month. 
I feel like my past, I've been in the States for about six years now. And I feel like past years, my experience like is very, very vague. I don't really remember much. <laughs> I feel like this year is the year I'm, and I feel very hyper aware of Black History Month. And mm. because like when I came to the States, like just hearing about Black History Month, I didn't understand why... Yeah, why was it thing? Because we we didn't we don't celebrate Black History Month in Nigeria, but just past couple of years in the states, just realizing how much of Black history is erased or willfully ignored in mm-hmm. the class and in the textbooks and like Onyeka said, like mainstream conversation over the past year, couple of years, that I've noticed that I just I feel like Black History Month has become more important to me. Um, and even this year, like following like what people are saying and articles, and I know I think the New York Times like there's a uh, particular segment that is posting pictures every day of the month, um, and so I think this year I'm like more I'm like more vigilant about following um, Black History Month celebration this year. Imriel, you are. <laughs> so you um, are, you're, you're a black Brit, you're a black Brit, and yes. you definitely will have a different perspective to all of this, so. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. You'd hope so, right? Yeah. Um, I guess Black History Month, because it's in October, it's always been a part of my life. Like, my mom has always told me it's Black History Month, you're going to learn some Black history. And she's kind of always uh, reinforced our Blackness as children. She's like very much like down for the cause and pro-Black. So it's always been an important time for me. I think over the last few years, it's kind of faded somewhat, Um, especially in the UK, like Blackness is like non-existent. So um, you don't like, I don't think the schools focus on it that much. Um, You might be lucky if you get like a day um, Hmm. where they acknowledge Black, that it's Black History Month because um, I know that in my school we we kind of acknowledged it but it was never like consistently throughout the entirety of the month so for me I like Black History Month I think it's a great time to kind of celebrate your blackness but I'm going to take Kanye West's stance and say uh, I make Black History every, every day so I don't need a month mm-hmm. get it in real <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I hate Kanye West by the way <laughs> Just so I love how we're all doing that. I hate this, but <laughs> <laughs> but he was kind of right when he said that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But I do hate him. <laughs> Amaya, um, I agree with Camille. Kanye West. Thanks. Um, I mean, whenever my first experience with Black History Month was also my freshman year because that was my first um, first time celebrating the month, and I mean. I thought it was like, I mean, I've always learned something new um, each year. It's kind of unfortunate that it's just one month out of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's always a time like where, I mean, even like in, in school, our teachers would focus on, you know, the black people who had made history in a particular topic or subject. So it was like always something new to learn, even though I may not remember all those things now because I remember your questions, kind of highlight some of these things there. So, uh, not sure if I'll be able to share that much, but yes, always a time to learn and celebrate people who have made a huge impact in history. Yeah. So for me, Black History Month, I really came across it again when, like most of you, when 
when we when I was in college, freshman year of college. And it's so I feel like I feel like my college was kind of a haze sometimes because now that I reflect on the person I am post-college versus the person, I'm like, you could have done so much more. You could have been immersed in so much more. You wasted your college years, but whatever. That's story for another day. But yeah, Black History Month, I came across that freshman year of college and was like, oh, that's cool, you know, kind of passing by and just like, oh, that that seems cool. But now I am now that I'm even more I'm woke. I don't I wasn't woke then, but I'm woke now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm wide awake. So now that I'm woke, I I think about Black History Month and I think it's so important and I think and I'm very excited. Like this Black Black History Month, I'm excited to connect with my blackness. I'm excited to learn more about our black heroes and I'm excited to really dig deep and understand the history of of blackness around the world and and how because black people we've shaped we've shaped we've shaped the world, we've shaped civilization and I think it's important that we know that and we're aware of that and everybody else too is aware of that mm-hmm. so yeah does anybody have anything else to to say on that front yeah i just to say you know, i just want to add to what you were saying if about college just being a haze i feel like we need an episode for like our experiences as international students because i feel mm-hmm. like college feels like a haze because you come like you're there for like your your concerns are very they're very different. Like, I feel like we're just at a different level. Like, we're not re- looking, but we're not really seeing. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, yeah, we're just, I just need to get to this class. I just need to do my requirement. If it's for class, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> <Extra credit. laughs> Everything else, I just have blinders on and I, you know, I can't, I'm not looking at my periphery and I'm just keeping my eyes on that degree and mm-hmm. everything just that's gets really filtered out. And this so I think okay. we might need to do an episode on that because I think that's also why like past years have just been a haze because like I feel like I just tune everything out mm-hmm. and you know if it because I feel like things like Ghana's Independence Day, Nigeria's Independence Day, like we're all like out stomping out and representing, but Black History Month, it's I think we were all just like yeah, still grasping that. I think yeah, 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 yeah. We're still grasping that we're black in America. <laughs> yeah. I mean. No, no, no. Yeah. I think this is Onyeka, by the way. Um, for me, it's it's kind of different because I kind of hit the ground running as far as Black History Month freshman year. Um, I was the president of the gospel choir, and um, so of course, Black History Month, the gospel choir was doing the singing, right? Um, so I kind of. <laughs> It's really interesting to me that the four years I was in college um, and then now looking post-college, I've done, I've been less aware of Black History Month now than when I was in college um, because I would just always say it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and you you went to school in Tennessee, right? I did. I did go to school Uh in Tennessee. And so, so, um, but the funny thing is, how do I put this without putting people on blast? So it's not like there was this hyper- awareness in Tennessee because you know of MLK and anything like that I think it was just the school I went to and the community I was in um so it's Blount County and so you have Miraville and you have Alcoa and Alcoa is kind of like predominantly black but then you have Miraville that's kind of predominantly white but they all kind of it's a very interesting symbiosis that happens between those two um cities where my school was in so yeah it was just it was very interesting and so the black part in February, 
most definitely. I was definitely very, very aware from my freshman year. Yeah. Cool. Um, Imreal, I, I feel like this conversation is feeling very like American centric. Are there are there ways that Black History Month is celebrated here? Like, what are the ways that is it schools? Is it like media? Uh, I, well, for London, okay, I'd say in, because I'm I'm a Londoner, so in London you will get because there's a higher concentration of Black people in London. Mm-hmm. There's more in the schools, um, but not that much more. Um, usually, Brixton hold, um, has like a heritage centre where you can go and explore your roots. So they mm-hmm. usually have a lot of events planned around um, like Black History Month, Black History documentaries. Um, they kind of bring in speakers. So there's there's kind of a lot going on, especially in the South um, in Brixton. But I don't know, like you'd have to be in those communities. You'd have to be like, you have to know those people to find those events. You wouldn't just like, you wouldn't just watch TV and there's an advert that says, mm-hmm. hey, come down to this thing. <laughs> like, you have to really be connected to find, like, other Black people celebrating Black History Month. Otherwise, you just don't see it. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really exist here. There's not, like, I don't recall ever in my life going out to, like, an event that was specifically for Black History Month and being mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, we're all in this moment together. Mm-hmm. Just hasn't. It just hasn't happened for me yet. Yeah, maybe one day. So, do, like, does the mayor say, "Oh, we're celebrating"? Because I think I don't know if American politicians like say. I think they probably pander on Twitter and say, "Oh, it's Black History Month." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do Brit British politicians no. do anything like that? Oh God, no! What? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. <laughs> I literally cannot, like, I may be, like, so wrong, but I just don't think I've heard Boris or David say, happy Black History Month, Black people. <laughs> y'all are a whole 3% of the population, and yeah. we are saluting y'all. Like, no, I've never, I've never encountered, like, anyone of, like, massive authority kind of bringing it up. But that's not to say, like, the BBC, um, I think, typically may run a few documentaries. So there, there's, like, small things that they do, but you really, as a, as a community, we have to push for that to happen, and it's not consistent at all. Mm. Not here in the UK, yeah. unfortunately. I, I I always I don't know why there's this uh false I don't know if it's false or whatever there's this false thinking in my head that the UK and the US are pretty similar in terms of demographic and like a number of black people but I guess it's wrong. No, I thought that too. I believed that mm-hmm. myth until I um for our show we uh, had to do so much research to kind of figure out who we were going to target. <laughs> Obviously, mm. black people. Um, and so when we were doing the research, it was like, oh, yeah, black people are literally 3% of this population. Oh, wow. <laughs> Total. Um, Asians, I think, are slightly more, like maybe 17%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're, we're really, really are a minority here. And I never... Like, living in London, you wouldn't expect that because it's all you see. Mm-hmm. You see black people everywhere. You see Asians. You see everyone in mm-hmm. London. But yeah. when when you leave London, you see yeah. otherwise. And then you realize, like, oh, no, I really, like, actually don't exist anywhere else <laughs> in the UK. And I guess because of that, you don't, they don't feel the need to represent us or yeah. even cater to our interests at all. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the countryside, you, Black History Month, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that, that's the case. Wait, Emily, I have a question for you. Wow. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, the fact Fine. that um, Black History Month isn't really um, a thing with the government um, is that like is that is that something they are trying to push towards to make it more of a national celebration? Like, 
Like, are you, are, is the black community uh, there trying to make it more recognized all through? We should probably even start with asking, do we have any prominent black politicians that can push for that? Oh, okay. Well, that's a great, that's a, both like, questions are valid. Like, yeah, I'm just like, oh. Sorry I'm to put you on the Resident spot. Brit. Um, <laughs> resident black Brit. <laughs> as the speaker for all black people in the UK. Um, <laughs> there are, yes, to answer your question, is it Amaya that asked yes, me? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, there are people that do push for it. So I think every year and the kind of the circles that I'm in, we're all kind of very woke and there's more and more about it. So, um, I don't know if it's necessarily pushing it to a national scale, but I know we were definitely trying to push it so that, uh, like the younger generation of like black and brown children are kind of aware of it because the mixed race population is actually huger than the black one um they actually outgrew us and that's like black and white mixed race people (laughs) so they um they the people are more and more aware of it but i think for the most part there's actually a surprising amount of ignorance in most black british people um the vast majority are not woke and they're kind of like oh what do we need a black history month for you'd be surprised at how many people just how many people have that opinion but i know that there's definitely like groups there's pockets especially in london that definitely push for it they have like celebrations like we still kind of place our blackness at the forefront and try and make it a national thing but it doesn't always work but in terms of the politicians there (laughs) There's Diane Abbott, who I think probably would say something about it. And she's the Hackney MP for Labour. Um, and then Chuka Amuna, who is just a, an idiot. So is he, he sounds it. like a Nigerian. Is a I know. Nigerian I, was, is I think he's half he's half Nigerian, half white, I think. Yeah, he's mixed race. Um, I think his dad was Nigerian. I think he died quite young. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I don't. I followed his history because he's actually my MP and I had to vote for him because he was black. But he's actually just... <laughs> He's literally like, the worst human in the world. Like he's oh just, I don't think he's like down with For his blackness. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's that kind of guy, but that's not to say that there's not hope for future politicians to do that, but there's not any right now. Yeah. Mm. So, I feel like such a Debbie Downer in this. <laughs> no, this, Black History Month is great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just real quick, because I just absolutely love Latin America. Um, I know that there is Black Awareness Day in Brazil, and nice. um, that's in November, November 20th, I think it is. Um, and so I think that that's interesting. And I recommend everyone to watch the PBS series on um, Black in Latin America. <sighs> Boy, so much to be said. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, that there is also yeah. something similar in Latin America. Okay. That's cool. And I think Brazil has the largest population of black people outside Africa, largest. I think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does. Yeah, it does. yeah. So that's that's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. So talking, you know, this 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 topic is I feel like we're going to probably say the same things in convoluted ways, but still on the topic of Black History Month, what are the things you learned, for example, during Black History Month that you wouldn't have learned otherwise? You know, what are the most memorable things you learned? Are you starting with me? I'm, I'm starting with anyone. Anyone can jump in. Does anybody... Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. So some of the reading we had, we had those one really interesting one from... Let me find... 
let me find this man's name before I just say like reading and not find this man's name. This man that wrote. So he wrote a book, The Half That's Never Been Told. Mm-hmm. And it's basically how slavery made America the economic powerhouse it is. So how, you know, he, he used the analogy of how you can you can compare it to the first couple of years of your retirement investment portfolio and how important those investments are and how they basically build your wealth. So black enslaved people in America did that and they were the economic backbone. And you know how, you know, people try to sanitize slavery and say, oh, it wasn't, you know, there's uh, the... Um, the benevolent slave master that just wanted to civilize the African. Like, these people were basically used as cattle and, anyway, basically, <laughs> important portion of black history was that, you know how they say, oh, this America was built on the genocide of Native Americans and on the backs of black people. It mm-hmm. is so real. Yeah. It is yeah. so, so, so real. So, um, I feel like that's one part that hasn't really been explored enough, at least not in mainstream media, mainstream education. The fact that, like, you will not... Because think about it. Um, America was a less-known colony. Like, you know, some some people just decided to leave England. Like, they were nobodies. And they became, within, like, 50 years, is it 50 years or, like, 100 years, they became the second-largest economic power in the world. And that was because of slavery. So things, you know, th- important things like that, I feel. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, like black history doesn't, shouldn't start from slavery. I agree. Like, you know, it shouldn't. And there are a lot of people who say, oh, like there's more to black history than slavery. Why should we start from slavery? And I, I'm totally down for not starting from slavery. But like, I just, I'm not even, you know, I'm not a black American. I'm, I'm black, but I'm not American. And I want, mm-hmm. I'm like, Please give my people reparation <laughs> checks. Like every time I read, every time I read yes. more in depth into this, I'm like, please, can we? Can they get their fucking checks right now? Like, can you please give them the? Because it's so vague. Anyway, I feel like this has become too emotional. So I know, guys, jump in, <laughs> jump in, jump in. Oh my god, uh, Onyeka over here. Um, on a lighter note, and I mean, I completely. <laughs> echo a lot of your sentiments if um but just so we don't just keep going down that rabbit hole i'm gonna keep it a little light um one thing i know i definitely loved learning um about black history month were just a lot of the spirituals and the songs um Mm -hmm. that that were sung at the time and if you know anything about me you know i'm a music junkie so it was just really really great to be able to connect with people on that level and there's just something about filling a room and this is not a stereotype okay that all black people can sing but there's just one thing where you fill up a room with black people who just have the same passion and pain and feel like they have the same purpose and give them a piece of music and just hear all the harmonies fall into place and i'm just like precious lord take my hand lead me on and let me stand <laughs> i feel like i'm about to sing y'all like go to church no um but yeah so for me definitely it was it's definitely learning all those songs and just being able to connect to a history of people who have come before you, you know, made it possible for you to be there. Because even though I'm not African-American, if, you know, they didn't go through what they went through, I wouldn't be able to be here um, freely. So, yeah. 
I wrestled with this question, Chef, because, like, Odyssey Fema and... Because, like I said, like, past years, ex- like, experiencing um, Black History Month, it's very fuzzy. I'm not really sure what's happened, where I was, and what I was doing. Um, I started worrying over midterms. But I think, because, and this also goes back to what Muriel, I think, said earlier, like, that Kanye quote. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kanye is such a controversial figure because, like, sometimes some things come out of his mouth and you just want to give him a standing ovation. And then sometimes you're just, like, somebody. Just <laughs> tie, just just bind him and throw him. <laughs> bind. Throw him into the well. deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean so we yeah. will never find yeah. him again. <laughs> no, she's just, no, I'm serious. That's how I feel. He's so controversial. Like, he, one minute he's over here and then the next minute he's, like, anyways, he's very controversial. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like every day I'm learning something and I feel like it's not really tied specifically to the month of February. Black history is happening every day. Um, and I think over the years I've just learned so much about the people that fought for, um, just racial equality and civil rights movement. And for the longest time, Martin Luther King was the only, only name I heard and like Mm -hmm. the only person I knew of and the only person that I felt like. I don't know, I felt like his name was always said, like, almost like an incantation or whatever. And then over the years, learning names like Ida B. Wells and Rosa Parks and hearing all the people who, like, it wasn't just Martin who had a role to play in the civil rights movement and all Mm -hmm. the different people and women who just played a part in getting us where we are right now. Um, So I think the biggest thing that I've learned from, like, Black History Month celebrations... Um, present and past celebrations is that this where we are right now is not a result of one person. Mm -hmm. It's a result of like so many people who you know gave up their so much time and effort um, to the point of like their own life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I guess I'll go next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is like every time I have to have a conversation, or that I had a conversation about what Black History Month or like Black figures. I always think mm. like I really wish I took a class on Blackness and Black History in college because mm. sometimes I just feel like mm. I mean yeah we celebrated Black History Month, but maybe it's because I went to a really white school in Pennsylvania, mm. <laughs> and I mean. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I wasn't paying attention or I didn't do, like, you know, personal research. And I, like, I mean, I, I consider myself ignorant on many issues, which is really sad. And I do need to, you know, take that extra step and educate myself, which is why I say to myself every day, I'm like, okay, let me go open a browser. <laughs> you know, do your own research because, you know, this is all my fault, clearly. But I mean, like similar to what, um, similar to what Ife said, I really wish, I mean, yes, it's really dark and it's times that people would rather not talk about, but I really wish people went more in depth into slavery because like whether we like it or not, that is a very, like that was a very prominent time and a very significant time. And, you know, people are very much still affected by it, whether people try to deny it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, 
I'm still learning. I'm very, like, I was very, I was looking forward to this podcast episode because I know I'm going to learn a lot from all of you. So, I just to observe, I just to listen, my ears are open. If I'm ready for you, I can hear the, you know, the juice uh. in your voice. So, keep going. <laughs> Um, yeah, what do you mean, Morel? So, I guess my, well, I'm probably the only one here that's descended directly from slaves, so I always kind of knew that, I guess, growing up, Um, so a lot of being, like, a black Caribbean person, so I actually don't identify with the American struggle, because that wasn't my experience, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the Caribbean side of things, like, we, I don't know, my mom always kind of just, like, drummed history into our heads so I don't think it was necessarily around Black History Month but I know so much about Black History because both my parents like made sure we knew where we came from um and in when I lived in the Caribbean um as a kid they would always like they had social studies which was quite literally the study of the history of the island like they made sure that every child on the island knows exactly how they got there what island are you um so St. Kitts and Nevis my dad's Jamaican I've never been but my mum is from St. Kitts well she's from the US Virgin Islands but she was raised in St. Kitts it's it's very confusing (laughs) but (laughs) but so she was yeah she was born in the US Virgin Islands and then came to St. Kitts which is where my mum's entire family's from and so we I learned the history of our island and like the figureheads for Jamaica and the Caribbean, like Marcus Garvey, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Llewellyn Bradshaw. These are all like kind of activists and fighters in our history for the Caribbean. Um, and then for Black History Month, I guess to echo what you said, Ife, there's actually a show um, that came on the BBC about. I think it was back in the summer because I know it was just before I got my ancestry DNA test back. Oh, um, do you want to oh, share yeah. that with us? I will. I will. Ooh, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, but it was um, back in the summer. They, uh, the BBC, commissioned this documentary about um, what was it? It was like basically looking at Britain's how Britain became so wealthy off the back of slaves, and they really drilled down. They actually created like a database with UCL so that. Basically, if you have, you, you can just put your surname in and you can find out, like, based on which island you're from, who your slave owners were. And maybe wow. you just go knocking on their doors and be like, can I have my check? check? Yeah. yeah. Where is my check? This house looks really nice. Can I have it? Um, so, so yeah, they, they did, um, the first, it was like a two part series. And the first part was kind of, I can't remember the name of the guy that did it. I'm, it's like, it's called Britain's Forgotten Slave Owners and it was on the BBC. So I'm sure you can find it online. Um, but he kind of looked into like the kind of uh the myths around slavery a little bit and how basically slaves in the Caribbean in particular were really tortured I -hmm. think after a while um America actually did a quite a decent job of like fix like they wrote into law that they had to start treating the slaves better because when it got abolished you couldn't kill them anymore so in the Caribbean they actually quite literally worked those slaves to death like we had the highest death rates of slaves mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. So, like, my lineage was the one that survived. Yay. Um, <laughs> yay us. But... So sorry. Go team. <laughs> no, it's dark. Dark. But, um... But in terms of Black History Month, like, because it's always been, like, Black History is my life. Like, I... It's, it's all I know. Yeah. I don't know, like... Mm. I know white history because white history is what I got taught at school. But mm. Black History is what I got taught at home. So... I can't like say in that one October that is what I learned. I do remember being like seven years old, and it was Black History Month in my primary school. My primary school was super white, um, but they said, "Oh, we can create like a book for school," and I decided to do my book on slavery. <laughs> Get a girl. 
I drew pictures. No. My mom got called into school, all right? <laughs> so bad. So I was like about seven years old and I created this book and it was like a whole like stuck papers and it was like really elaborate and it was the story of basically Kunta Kinte because my mum told me the story of Kunta Kinte but I hadn't watched Roots Mm -hmm. so it was just like my interpretation so I kind of decided that it was my granddad was Kunta Kinte uh, or my great 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 granddad and how he got his foot chopped off and then I drew a little black man with his foot chopped off (laughs) (laughs) my mum at parents evening uh, my teacher was just like "Um, so Ariel drew a picture of a man with his foot chopped off and said it was her great grandfather is that true (laughs) I'm just like, my mom just looked at me like, what the fuck? It was so funny. Oh my god. It was really awkward, but she kept it all these years. I think she still has that book because she's really proud that I like brought blackness to that school. I'm just like, yeah. Let them know. Wait. Y'all are going to see me today. Mm. (laughs) I think, I think, um, so. I may be wrong, but I think why, because I was having this conversation about with somebody about Black History Month and the difference, differences between Black History Month in America versus Britain. And I think why it's, it's less prominent in Britain is that like Brit, like the British owned slaves, but their slaves were not on British soil most of the time. They were yep. in the Caribbean. So they have a way of like, it's distant. Like, mm-hmm. like Brit- Britain likes to, oh, America has a big slavery <laughs> past. Do, 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 do. Like who taught America how to enslave people, please? <laughs> like who started yes. this shit? Preach. So I think, I think like that's why it's so, you, you know, you're, Correct me on this, Muriel, and let me know if 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 I'm on the right path. But I think that's why they have the luxury of mm. of of selective amnesia that's even worse than America's because oh, yeah. they're like the horrors and you know it's not on it's, it's, it's not, not in their faces. Their so- yeah, yeah, it's not on, in their faces. I think that's probably a really accurate assessment. I never actually kind of thought of it like that, but I guess yes <laughs> outside looking in that makes a lot more sense um and to an extent that was the problem that most slave owners uh, in the documentary on bbc the guy was saying like a lot of the times most of the slave owners and the people that own slaves they got handed th- to them through generations it was property so mm-hmm. um a lot of the times these people didn't know how these people were being treated they mm-hmm. kind of were like owners from afar so they don't they feel like oh they're, they're just workers they have like a really kind of positive outlook on how romanticized these people were treated yeah like really romanticized this kind of slave worker thing it's like they produce sugar <laughs> it's sweet it's lovely i get great things and i get money and like completely disregard how 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 that stuff came about and the uk is oh they really do have selective amnesia like no one no one even they don't even want to acknowledge that racism exists here let alone freaking that they own slaves and like a lot of the reason why the uk is such a wealthy powerhouse mm. is because of slavery yeah. and the sugar industry. So mm-hmm. yeah. you're absolutely right, I think. Mm, guys, this is getting this this it is got getting loaded. Deep. so deep, so deep. Um okay, so let's 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 make it a little more lighthearted. Are there any black heroes that you're you've recently become obsessed with, that you've recently learned about? So for me, the black hero or the black figure that I learned about recently is Lewis Howard Latimer. So, you know, everybody knows Thomas Edison and the whole light bulb and he, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, the light bulb, yada, 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 he tried (laughs) 10,000 times. Oh, yeah, another, like, fucking white man thing, whatever. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Okay. Go okay. in, why don't you? Not so, like, you know, he did, he did do something important. Yeah, the light bulb is important. But do you know who made that light bulb possible, though? Do you know who, you know, the filament in the light bulb, guess who made that? That was Lewis Howard Latimer. And he's the one who made... Thomas Edison be Thomas Edison. So mm. can we can mm. we can we Not give him the props? <laughs> can we give him the props Snaps. he's due? And it's like it's so it's so very when we think about inventors and we think about oh advances in science, we like Hmm. We, I know I forget, but like we have to take into consideration that the that the playing ground was not level to begin Mm-mm. with. No, it was no. not level to begin with. So imagine if we're all on the same playing field. Like imagine, like mm-hmm. imagine how many wonderful things that we would have invented and been. Imagine how many wonderful things that we did invent that white men are taking credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine you're like, that. You're like creating a great segue right now for me because <laughs> look my shiro this is not uh-huh. even a joke is madam cj walker now let me tell you about this woman right so she got married at the age of 14 had her first child at the age of 17 became a widow at the age of 21 all in her lifetime right and then she realizes what's going on i'm losing my hair how am I losing my hair? And this woman goes about mixing up all these chemicals and figures, oh, wait, my hair is coming back. And she goes around selling all these products. This is like in the 19, I don't know, 10s when women weren't working or, you know, doing any of this stuff. And she goes around traveling to different cities, you know, empowering women, telling them, you know, so she's like the olden day Mary Kay, right? How they have their different Mary Kay. <laughs> yeah. And so she yeah. had her own like CJ Walker um, creams and cosmetics and stuff. And she would travel to all these cities in the United States. And before she died, she was like one of the first black female millionaires to ever exist. And I say this mm. because I go past her theater every single day and I'm like, you better go, woman. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, CJ Walker, who was a slave and had to go through all these things, but she was a chemist in her own regard and her own right. And she was an entrepreneur and a civil rights activist and everything you can think of. And she was a woman. Yes, God. Yes. All right. I love her. She's great. Awesome. Yeah. Does anybody else have any. Um, I have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so recently, and I'd say probably in the last year, uh, I've kind of been obsessed with like the Haitian Revolution. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> Haiti's history is just so rich and just it is like a minefield of just they don't get enough credit. History. I don't think they, they really do not. Credit. The Haitians just do not get what they deserve. So yeah. I um, recently learned about Toussaint. I'm going to butcher the hell out of this. Toussaint Louverture. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. He was awesome. And he basically, like, massacred all of the white people <laughs> in Haiti. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, I lived for it. That's that's all I got. Like, no, I was just like, well. No, he, yeah, yeah. I was just like, all right. That's what I live for, so... <laughs> You kill them. They're done. <laughs> got, got Haiti its, in, its independence. And, you know, unfortunately, France made them pay them mm-hmm. for their freedom. But at least they were free. And they were the first black independent nation in the world or something. Mm-hmm. So 
Haiti's history and its kind of connection to Africa, and it's still got a very strong, like, African, uh, I don't even want to say African because there's so many countries, but a lot of the slaves did maintain a lot of the traditions that mm-hmm. they held on to from slavery. Mm-hmm. So it's got a very rich history, and it's one of the places I'd like to go to one day. Can we talk about how, like, France made them pay... Hey, reparations. Like, like what's no. that reverse rep? Like, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> when I found out... <laughs> when I found out, I actually, like, hung my head in actual shame. I didn't know whether to laugh really hard or cry. Because like, rev- they paid... The reason why Haiti is so poor is because they paid France reparations all those years. Because they were in massive wow. debt. And they had to keep borrowing money to pay mm-hmm. back the reparations. The so the reason why Haiti so has no money... It's because mm. France made them pay for their freedom. And now France refuses to pay them to back. back. It's like, like, who does that? It's like mind-boggling <sighs> to me. I'm just like, give them their money back, you assholes. Like, <sighs> fucking hell. It's like, I think it, it amounted to like $97 million, is it dollars, I think. It was something ridiculous, though. And like, A lot of money. It's just ridiculous. I remember, uh, talking about reparations, sorry. Um, so... David Cameron visited Jamaica oh. recently, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Jamaicans were like, about those reparations, though. Oh, and yes. David Cameron was like, oh, well, it's in the past. Let's move forward here's, from this. I'm like, what? Here's a fun fact about reparations um, that I discovered when this David Cameron thing kicked off because I was very much like, give us our money. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Jamaicans were in their right to say, like, you know what? You kind of screwed us massively over. Still screwed. So do you want to help us out? Nah. David Cameron will not apologize. So basically, the British Empire has actually kind of never officially apologized um, for slavery. And the reason why they won't apologize, because legally, if you acknowledge that you did something wrong, then you have to pay out. And so they're just like, we have serious regrets, sincerest condolences, and all of the different ways of not apologizing. That's what they have done. But what they will not do is say, we are really sorry for enslaving your people and killing them. Um, because they know they will have to pay out. And that is why we will not get reparations until they apologize. Really? Because America paid reparations to native, some Native American, um, is it tribes? Yeah. I don't really want to say tribes. I know it's yeah. offensive to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, they paid out because once you apologize, and I know that Aborigines got paid out by the Australians paid off Aborigines really? and they apologised and made like a big song and dance about it. So if you apologise, you have to pay and that's why they will not. <sighs> Fun fact. <laughs> Sorry, I said we were going to keep this slide but we just came back. <laughs> it always yeah. comes back to that. It's, it's always there. <laughs> Let me help you guys keep it light. Get it, girl. <laughs> um, can we consider Ben Carson late? Oh because... my god, no. <laughs> wait, like... wait, 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 wait. Who was me? We feel like he died. <laughs> can we hold on? Can you just repeat who you said? Because I'm not clear. Ben Carson. Ben Carson, the Republican said... candidate. <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to say. That, like, can we. <laughs> From a certain period of his life, we can I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> can I just say that post when he said campaigning, we can consider him dead. <laughs> wow. Pre. Wow. Pre- that was like presidential campaign. <laughs> if we it go ahead, I agree. Good. I'm but anyways, you. that's he's not he's not actually my hero. Oh, like, thank God. I was just trying to throw shade at 
<laughs> I just want to give a shout out to James Baldwin. <laughs> oh yeah. Um that brother was so woke. <laughs> He was, he was so woke that even in death he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Speak on it, baby. And yeah, I feel like he, you know, he came into my uh, my consciousness. I think it was through, and this is kind of touching on what I, maybe this might be the next question, Ethan. But like recent, like influential black mm-hmm. figures, because mm-hmm. um, Tanahasi Coates like became pretty popular. He's uh a journalist, and he's gotten so many awards and recognitions, but he wrote this brilliant article in 2014, the, the title of the case for reparations. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of times he referenced, like, James Baldwin. Uh, or no, it was actually in his current book that he referenced James Baldwin. But anyways, the point is, I discovered James Baldwin through, like, a lot of recent black writers because they kept referencing his... They keep referencing his work. And I was like, damn, I have to... <laughs> I have to read up. I need to know who this person is. And I looked into him and read a couple of his articles and his essays. And I was like, hey, this, this, this guy knew what was up. Like he, he was, he was so, and, and, um, he, yeah, he's just, yeah, I just all snaps to James Baldwin because he, he knew what he was saying and he said it loud and proud and he yes. didn't care. <laughs> and he didn't care what anybody thought. And, um, yeah, so if I had some wine, I would pour some on the ground. He was a real G. He was a real G. Pour one for James Baldwin. Uh, How wine most of you? One for wine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amaya, do you have any? Um, I think so. I was trying to edit some music earlier on. Just to get more details, but the one person that I could, well, I can't say I really I could relate to her, but I really respect is Maya Angelou. Mm. Um, only because I think, like, like one thing that stuck with me was I think she realized the value of just having a voice mm. and like what she could achieve, or like what she could do with her words either written or spoken and I mean like with the sexual abuse that happened in her life earlier on and how she was in silence for a while because she blamed herself yeah. to her it was like um her voice made like her voice killed the guy who sexually abused her and she kind of blamed herself for his death but I mean eventually what she was able to do with her poems and her mm-hmm. directing um plays and her involvement in the civil rights movement I mean, she was able to touch, spread the message in a different way. So, do you have any hopes for future Black History Month celebrations? Do you have any, I don't know, any lighthearted parting? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've all been like, where's our damn check? (laughs) That was lighthearted. (laughs) Future celebrations of Black History Month. I think... For the UK, it would be nice if we could just have, like, the equivalent of a Notting Hill Carnival, but in Black History Month, just ah. to make it more, like, just have, like, a big, old, unapologetically black celebration without the oh. violence, because God knows there's always violence in Notting Hill. But <laughs> I think that we, because we have so many li- different moments in, in the year, it, it doesn't necessarily need to happen. But I would love, like, if there was, like, 
sort of spoken, maybe not spoken word, I hate spoken word, but, you know, <gasps> for some wait, people, maybe. Wait, 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 no, 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 You're no, I'm going to be asking one. you for a check, don't do this, my heart is breaking, uh, don't. I, I went to the Flowasis, like, poetry event, like, last mm-hmm. week, um, yes. And yeah, it was a bunch of spoken word. And I was just, I feel like Issa Rae like nailed spoken word and the black girl. Like, it's like poetry and rap had a baby and it's just, it's just wrong. But you know, I know that it's like a big thing within the community. So you know, like you'll have like a stage of like spoken word and shit. And then you have like some huge artists and like the Stormzies and the UK grime artists come out and you know, just like some carnival. I don't know, just like in Hyde Park, just a big old black ass party just black as fuck that's what i'd like but i don't think it could happen maybe it's just gonna take me to do it but (laughs) i just want a big old party that's what i want Mm. do you know what ife warenze wants what does she want want? (laughs) every black history month in the future she just starts up with beyonce's formation yes hello I mean, yes. Wait, some, wait somebody is sighing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I am. I think it's me. I wasn't sure if you were agreeing or disagreeing. <laughs> um, yes. You know, but then on a serious note, I think for future celebrations, like, I feel like black people and um, those who are aware, like, we stand for. We, you know, we're like all in favor of Black History Month, and it would be wonderful if in the future, like, it's not just Black people who are like, you know, mm. out there represented for Black History Month. That's also celebrated in other circles, like, by other circles, I mean white people, mm. um, because like the point, like the point is like to remind ourselves of like our pride and like roots, and um, yeah, be able to look back on like Black history with pride. But I think it's also for other people to recognize that as well, and for that to like be celebrated, like, um, yeah. By everyone. Oh, yeah, wasn't you that said that? Yeah, so I have a question. Wasn't you that said that um, um, Brazil is a, has the second yeah. largest Black population outside Africa? Yeah, so they're like this. Se- yeah, they are. And they have Black History Day. <laughs> they do Black okay Atlantis. so let me Black, let me Black. talk about brazil a little bit because um i just i've always found their culture very interesting so like um you were saying earlier emory um the fact that in the yeah in the u.s um people are people thought slavery was bad um but they said that there were i think 10 times more africans were taking from their countries and taking to the caribbean um in comparison mm-hmm. to those that went to the U.S. And like you were saying, they were not working in cotton fields. They were working in sugarcane plantations. And it was mm-hmm. tough and it was hard. But one thing that always, always stuck out to me was how interesting it is that if you go to Bahia, which I guess is Salvador in Brazil, they still have like Yoruba worship. Like they speak mm-hmm. Yoruba, they sell Akara. They call it mm-hmm. Akaraje. Um, they have a lot of the culture that they left with. I mean, I always think it's so interesting how if you compare those people who went to the Caribbean countries and those who went to the United States, how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How different, I guess, in the stuff that they retained um, from when they came from their countries to what they have now. So like African-Americans versus like, I guess, people in Bahia and Brazil. 
Like, what was the difference? How, how did those people keep their culture and keep their tradition, keep their music? Because if you listen to it, it's pretty similar. They speak Yoruba to some extent um, versus Amer- African-Americans who like only have like the Kente cloth. You know what I'm saying? Or like those little figures. <laughs> I just always that was so shady. Jesus. (laughs) I just always guys, please don't get me in trouble. I'm just trying to say that because I've (laughs) ouch. I'm feeling the burn. Not wondered about that. I don't know if it's just me. I feel like I think I think it's a I think it's a like it's 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 valid to be curious about it, but I think we also don't want to take the tone like an accusatory tone. I'd be, I'd be like, look no, at you know how like when you're comparing siblings, I say, oh look at your sister, she's doing so well in school. Why are you not doing so? I guess maybe maybe my question would be was was there anything different that happened right in those different countries uh, or yeah i actually know the answer to that um oh, please share. actually uh, well i kind of know it um and it's back to that bbc doc that talked to me so much <laughs> basically the caribbean and brazil well, i was mostly focused on the caribbean but because the slaves in the caribbean and i guess by extension brazil they were dying so they they, they like what's the word the phrase where it's like your shelf life but not shelf life because you're not food (laughs) (laughs) the mortality the mortality mortality rate (laughs) (laughs) sorry the mortality rate was like really high so i think they Mm. basically lived for maybe like maybe a couple years at most once they got to the caribbean like the ones that did make it they'd only they'd work them to death so they'd like they literally worked for maybe two years to four years and then they would die so they had to keep bringing more and more slaves across and mm-hmm. it was because the basically the latest set of slaves once slavery was abolished it was a, like the last set of slaves would have come like 1843 ish um roughly and so they were like literally just fresh off the boat so they were able to maintain some semblance of culture language okay. music and everything yeah. so it's because they were just newer slaves essentially mm-hmm. so they maintained it i think i think that might be it too and I american think... slaves lasted a, a, yeah. a long time they were like generations mm-hmm. and generations that mm-hmm. went on for whereas the caribbean had they the british abolished it so. yeah so when the yeah. transatlantic slave trade was abolished it it wasn't mm-hmm. abolished in america like there were still slaves in America, yeah. so like mm-hmm. when they couldn't bring any fresh slaves into the U.S., they were mm-hmm. like they were breeding yeah. enslaved people like animals, animals. Right, right, right. and like having them reproduce and separating them from their families, and like literally it was a strategic plan to strip them of their culture and just like make them people with no past and just like cattle mm-hmm. to work so like okay. there's definitely more nuance and definitely like mm-hmm. a lot to unpack when you want to examine the differences and why some people retain cultures and why some people don't and mm-hmm. so yeah I think, thank you guys for sharing do you see that i just learned today because i've just i've always wondered <laughs> that but i never wanted to ask so it wouldn't be like <laughs> what you're trying to say you know? yeah, does anybody else have um yeah yeah, yeah future celebrations any anything Oh, I never um, said my future celebration. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just like went off topic. I'm so sorry. My future celebration is pretty simple. I'm hoping that we wouldn't need to celebrate Black History Month on just like 
in February or October as it is in the UK, but that it will become mm-hmm. integrated into every part of the curriculum, every part of American culture or British culture or Caribbean culture. I don't know. Just we don't need just one month. Yeah. Any customer mind. But I think I because I remember that was one thing that um like with the whole like ref- like the, edu- the educational reform in America and you know, there are many people who are talking about how like more and more they're eradicating black history from, you know, history and um I think I think that's so strange. At least let people know what their their people did back in the day. Like let them know how their people where their people came from. Like I think it should be taught in every single like it should be incorporated in the curriculum. Like, okay, if you're in if you're taking a science class, at least know the black people who I mean like who would have known about this Latimer guy that Ife talked about, like no, but it's actually very sad when you think about it. Like, see how this guy was just thrown under the rug. I don't even know you, Thomas Edison. Like, screw you, Thomas Edison. If you do that, no, but seriously, like, things like that, like little things, little things that you know make such a huge difference. Come on, but yeah, definitely more incorporated in the educa- in the curriculum, so people like Amayo not exist in the ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So um before we go, Imriel, yes. you wanted to share your ancestry. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't forgotten. That. I haven't forgotten. It crossed right? my mind and then I was like, oh no, it's late. It's <laughs> um yeah, so I did my boyfriend got me an ancestry DNA test for my birthday last oh, last wow. August. Um so I came Must back nice. and yeah. Um I am eighty five percent African and fifteen percent whatever else. But <laughs> it broke down as thirty five percent uh Ivory Coast and Ghana Ooh, and okay. then twenty five percent Nigerian. What, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's very he's very pleased because he's Nigerian. So of course he's telling everyone now that I am Nigerian. Yeah. You're Nigerian. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I can't really remember the rest. I think like it's 10% Mali and like 8% Benin Togo. And then there's like smaller trace amounts of other parts of Africa. But yeah, it's mostly West African and I'm pretty goddamn pleased about it. Cause I thought I was going to come back like 60% like black and like 40% white. And I was like, I, I don't know how I could live with, within my blackness. If that was the case. Oh my God. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm golden. <laughs> Awesome sauce. So, um, I think we're going to we're going to close with fun fact about Africa. Maybe not fun facts, but what they didn't teach you about did Africa. You know. <laughs> oh, did you know? Aha, that's a better one. So, did know. you know? You can educate me because I don't. Know. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Let me let me let me break out the education. So, Ethiopia is the only African country that was not. I think Ethiopia and Liberia. So, like, people say Liberia too, but Liberia is kind of a little hazy because America went there. And anyway, Ethiopia, Sha. Ethiopia is the only African country that was not colonized by Europe. So, when the scramble of Africa happened and everybody was trying to, you know, get a piece of the continent and divide us as if people Mm. did not already exist. Anyway, so (laughs) Ethiopia was the only country that successfully fought off colonizers. So Italy was lit to the colonization game and they felt like they could just, you know, pop in and, you know, they were like, oh, we must have our, you know, we must have our colony. So so up up until um, 
like the 1940s, they were still trying to fucking colonize Ethiopia. Like in the 1940s. I'm like, people that have colonized have colonized and left. You are still, that is the hill you Just want to die thing. upon. You want to steal. And, and like, they killed so many Ethiopians and it was, a, it was like, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Very, very terrible. So basically, props to you, Ethiopia, for, for offending mm. of the white devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Oh my god. <laughs> 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 For those who don't know where Ethiopia is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethiopia is East Africa. <laughs> so did you know that Ethiopia was is the only African country that was not colonized by Europe? If you didn't, now you dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> now <laughs> you know. Sorry. Last thoughts. Uh, should, are we wrap, Are we? Are we done? We're done. Yeah. So yeah, with that, thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming on, Imriel. So, um, Imriel, you can find Imriel. She has a podcast of her own. She's one half of Melanin Millennials. They are fun. They are smart. They have all the laughs. You should check them out. Thanks. <laughs> and you can find us, not your African cliche. Email us your thoughts on this episode and other episodes, not your African cliche at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter NYA, at NYAC Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can find out find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher, not your African cliche. Please, please rate us, review us, all of those share us with your friends. We are starting and we need all the help subscribe. and yes, and subscribe. We need yes. all the help and traffic we can get. As always, props to Femi Leia. Thank you so much for our intro music, our theme music. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Yeah. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Bye. <laughs> happy Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy Black History Month. <laughs>